I watched these episodes and was like, oh, okay. And then, like, yesterday, I was like, damn, I don't remember anything about these apps. So I watched them again. <laughs> and then after I finished watching them again, I said, damn, I don't remember anything about these apps. <laughs> <laughs> It's Rush Jet Radio. <laughs> it's a podcast about Mega Man. Yeah. I'm Nora. And I'm Curly. And today we watched episode uh, 7, which is 20,000 Leaks Under the Sea, and episode 8, which is The Incredible Shrinking Mega Man. Oh, that's right. That was the other episode. Okay, yes. Now I remember. Yes. Our summary for 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is as follows. Dr. Wily and his robots launch an attack on an underwater mining operation, but Mega Man was able to save it, just barely. As a showing of gratitude... Now, this name here in the, in, on the Mega Man knowledge base yeah. is not what was in the cartoon, as far as I could understand. No. So, okay, so I think, I, I think I know the reason for this as well, is that uh, there, is a, there is a shot of the lab where you can kind of see his name. Uh, but like, th- there is definitely like it definitely starts with a P, or it either like it it either starts with a P and it's like P F, or the the F looks a lot like a P, basically. Because in the show they say Mister Fister. They sure they say it often. Yeah. <laughs> um, but according to Mega Man Knowledge Base, his name is Eugene Peister. Yeah. The administrator of the mine rewards Dr. Light with a brand new lab. While Dr. Light and Roller are in awe of the new place, Mega Man has a feeling that this is all too good to be true, and it is. The new lab is actually a walking vehicle meant to deliver the heroes to their doom deep underwater. But a savior comes in the form of... A squid? <laughs> a squid? Uh, labeled in the uh, the the photo photo the uh, you know the inline picture as an unlikely ally, <laughs> uh, and also the caption on the moving lab that grows legs. The walking prison meant to deliver the heroes to their doom has a familiar look to it, at least from the legs down. <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's meant to be like the 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 allusion is to an ATAT, right? That's what they're talking about. I guess. But yeah, it's 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 a reach, I think. <laughs> it makes me think that the people writing, like, editing pages on the Mega Man knowledge base are just robo-foot perverts. <laughs> <laughs> now these legs are going to be a little familiar to viewers at home. <laughs> familiar? Remember this from your media tab? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I forgot that the uh, skull vehicle that Wiley uses is called the Skulker. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a good name for a skull vehicle. Uh, this episode features the appearance of Wave Man and Dive Man, who you may remember yes. as being basically the same damn thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I'm sure a lot of people watching this show in the cold light of the you know early 2020s, I spent the first sort of four minutes of this episode just utterly bewildered that people kept saying Mr. Fister with straight faces. 
Uh, and then also, like, Mr. Fister has, like, this, like, adjutant, like, robot friend who is, like, explaining to him, like, you know, the Dr. Wily is here. And, oh, no, they're, they're, they're mining triconium, aren't they? Which I guess robots are made out of. Yes. Right? Yeah. Or can triconium, be. which the robot... Or can be made of, yeah, of course. Uh, like, it's, I guess it's suggested that the... Like the the robot masters need to be made of triconium. That's why Wiley wants to get I th- control. Of I it. think that they can be, but they aren't yet, and it's a good metal. It's like a so, ultra rare drop. Yeah. So there is that, but also later in the episode, Wiley discovers there's a vein of super triconium, uh-huh. and that he can then build the robot masters out of that, and they will be impervious to Mega Man's weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. Um. Yeah, so but they so they're mining their triconium and the 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 adjutants like we're doing great we're mining all the triconium and it, he turns to look at Mister Fister and he has like no nose <laughs> it, I, for some reason I couldn't get over the fact <laughs> that this this robot has no nose for some reason they don't need them but when you put a fleshy face on it it should have a nose yeah you know like that that robot looks at all the people and indeed many of the other robots and sees that they have noses and and they don't and it's like well why not father why why was i born not to smell but uh dive man attacks the uh the the like mining rig Mm -hmm. that happens and then yeah so dive man leads dr wiley's you know assault on this mining rig and the the staff there are these like uh, uh, what's the word amphibious like fish people robots but then also they have like the, you know they like arm up they've got harpoon guns they're ready to defend the uh, the rig from i guess i don't know wildlife uh dr wiley well indeed but like this this scene gave me like very weird like Robo Terror from the Deep vibes in a way that I was not expecting. I think it was quite cool. Yeah, they like get their guns out of a rack. Like they're they're really ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mega Man comes in to save the day. They're all all the uh, robot masters are wreaking havoc. Um, Dive Man has a torpedo. He does. Dive Man, Dive Man shoots torpedoes at things. That is what, that's what he'd be and doing. And Wave Man makes waves happen. He does make waves happen. So, uh, so Dive Man, Wave Man, Cut Man, and, and Guts Man are all there. Someone says that line. Uh, <laughs> and then, in addition to that, Mega Man turns up and starts throwing them about. Uh, and then they deploy, like, robotic fish, which they call Kudabots. Mm-hmm. And not, not like, you know... Botacudas or anything. They just left that one on the table, I guess. But, uh, you know. That would uh, be stupid. <laughs> but it would be an actual pun as opposed <laughs> to Kudabots, which is like not. <laughs> and they're not even Barracudas, they're Piranhas. Right, exactly. It's you just, can call you know, them Piranhas. <laughs> um, I think we might want to workshop that one a bit. Uh, but then a squid shows up. A squid does show up. A squid? Yeah, I I appreciate this show's uh, commitment to the fact that, like, even the the greatest artifice of of man cannot compete with the terror of the sea, even in Mega Man world, you know? It's nice to 
you know, make sure that the robots know their place. Exactly. So some robots get tossed about by this this giant squid, and then uh, Dive Man shoots a, a torpedo at the squid, and then it gets lodged in the squid's tentacle, and it, Mega Man's like, it's going to explode. And then he removes it and then throws it out away, and the squid's like, thanks. No, the squid doesn't say thanks. The squid is rude about it. The squid mm-hmm. goes away, and Mega Man's like, wow, some gratitude. <laughs> This is an important plot point for later. Yes, this is a plot for later. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the two things about this scene that really stuck out to me are that for a f- I mean, actually, this is like sort of part of the story in a way that I was not expecting. But this fight scene goes on really uncharacteristically long for this show. Mm-hmm. Like minutes and minutes and minutes of Mega Man throwing people around, people throwing things at Mega Man, Mega Man plucking torpedoes out of squids and throwing them back at robots like it goes on for a really long time like in other episodes we've seen entire fights go by in like 60 to 90 seconds and then we're on to the next three or four plot beats by in the, the just the time that this fight goes on and then it's not even done here because after the squid he has to go find a reef and throw it on a cut man to trap him <laughs> yeah because he throws a like a, a net onto Gutsman, Waveman, and Diveman, but then Cutman's going to cut the net. So he's like, well, I better trap you with some coral. And then he does that. Cutman starts cutting through the coral. And, like, just as you think that they can't add any more stuff to this, Mega Man starts to fall asleep. He's running out of power. (laughs) Yeah, he is running out of power. Also, while this is happening, Roll is, like, watching it happen on the... I don't know, TV or whatever. And she's like, well, I've got to go and help Mega Man. She <laughs> gets on a speeder bike with... What's the Zeddy. the soft drinks? Zeddy, that's his no, name. it's Eddie. She get, Eddie, right, yeah, okay, yeah. She gets on a, a speeder bike with Eddie, and <laughs> Mega Man is, you know, fighting underwater. So she rushes to where Mega Man is, drives the speeder bike into the water, <laughs> and it breaks immediately, obviously. And now she's just here floating next to Cutman, who is menacing Mega Man, just holding her hands to her face, saying, oh no. And then she swims over to Eddie, and Eddie is just, like, got his legs up in the air. Yeah, Um, yeah. Just very sexual energy, I would say. (laughs) Um, And then um, that is compounded by the fact that Roll tells him to pop your top. And then he <laughs> yeah. he shoots um, a bunch of Smirnoffs at Mega Man, and Mega Man has yeah, to drink just fucking, it. He just fucking no-scopes Mega Man <laughs> with a Smirnoff. Like. Um, he drinks two of them and gets back in the fight. Um, he drops a rock on Cutman and like yes, damages his does. cutters. Yeah, and the cutters like fall. His cutter like falls off or something. Um think he just knocks them all into the cave and then like yeah yeah they run away it's definitely a, yeah the the end of this fight is that Mega Man kicks people off screen and the camera follows them they land on mine carts and the mine carts <laughs> carry them into the mine and then they leave and Mr. Fister is like oh thank sorry thank you so much Dr. Light <laughs> me and my unassuming accent are going to give you a reward <laughs> 
um, which is a new lab. And then Dr. Live is like, damn, I'd love a new lab. And then Mr. Pistor's like, you fucking idiot, I just gave you the new lab. This is, this is like, this is like, uh, with the things that we've been talking about over the last few episodes, this just made me start, like, just laughing so much. Because, like, the idea that there are resources that Dr. Light can't access is completely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Like, is that, oh, I sure would love a new lab. Like, what, you can't afford one? Like, you built and distribute robots all over the world. <laughs> like You're also some huh? weird king. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can subvert all structures of power with your own whim. Like, is there anything that Dr. Light can't do? I guess yeah, like, have yeah, like, groceries in the house. <laughs> Because a selling point of this lab is, oh, look at all these supplies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, there's, there's loads of food in here. Great. Like, what? <laughs> Finally, some fucking, like, table crackers. That's what Dr. <laughs> Light was missing. Yeah, I mean, I th- I guess that's how this show... That, this is the value system that this show thinks that Roll operates on, right? Because Roll is the one who's like, holy shit, there's food in the fridge, you know? <laughs> There's so many cleaning supplies. I uh, I was just looking at my notes and I realized that we missed my favorite one-liner in this episode, which is when Me- after Mega Man drinks his Smirnoffs, and uh, like Cutman says something menacing to Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man kicks him. Mega Man kicks him off him, and as he's swimming after him to administer the the killing blow, he says, <laughs> "If you'd been listening, you might have noticed." Nobody asked. <laughs> and then he kicks him onto a minecart out of the scene. Like, what? Look, we're, we are starting to run out of ideas eight episodes in because Mega Man now has a new catchphrase. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, no, I did notice Mega Man's new catchphrase. Uh, his new catchphrase is sizzling circuits. Sizzling circuits. Yeah, I like as soon as he said it a second time, I was like, whoa, is this a new catchphrase? Because <laughs> it, it just seemed like something he would say normally. But knowing like, this show, that he might stop saying it next app. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but then we get the reveal that Mr. Fister is actually Dr. Wiley, uh, and he shoots a laser, which is a purple light. <laughs> And everyone yeah, which, like, immobilizes them, and then Mega yeah. Man, quite clearly not in the beam, just lies down. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mega Man just, like, pretends to get got by it, sort of sidestepping. The- I mean, maybe they mention it in the dialogue. I, I couldn't really, like, I can't remember it, but, like, why is Dr. Light affected by the... That's a great the- question. The- <laughs> it's an electro neuralizer or something. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it just happens to work or on electro neurons ne- and regular Sorry. I mean, I guess human brain signals are electric, but then you know why didn't Doctor Light just die instantly? I guess. Uh, but like this of again, this is another one of why these schemes like one of my favorite things about this show that is emerging as a pattern is that like just the the density to Wiley's schemes because like so Wiley staged an attack on an uh, on a mining rig that he wanted to attack to to lose on purpose so that Dr. Light would get awarded well, so that he would be able to pretend to be the guy who owned the mining rig 
you know, rather than just do that and siphon off the <laughs> the materials that he wanted, <laughs> no. He said, no, I'm going to pretend to be the guy who owns the mining rig so I can award Dr. Light with a laboratory that he wants uh, so I can trap him in that laboratory using holograms of food, which, by the way, are definitely more expensive than just buying food. <laughs> and and then the, the lab, <laughs> while they're trapped, or while he believes Mega Man to be trapped, gets up and starts walking into the sea. Yes, that's correct. Um, I, would, I would almost posit that Wily is smarter than Dr. Light. Absolutely. And certainly more creative. Yes, completely. Dr. Light doesn't even have a car, much less a skulker. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, if only if only they could cooperate, then, then truly they would be a, a force to be reckoned with. And they could, like, make a child. Y- yeah, called Proto-Man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, then a bunch of nothing happens, just terrorizing things in the sea, blowing stuff up, and while yeah. it's walking through the ocean. Oh, yeah. I'm sleepy. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Wiley also mentions that he's realized that the the lab contains the, the, the mine, sorry, contains a vein of the super triconium that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Quite why those additional stakes were needed is not really clear, but you know, always super triconium. More. Always more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mega Man takes the beam power? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure what happened here, because it did the whole I've got your power thing, where a circuit imp- appears superimposed on Mega Man's forehead, but it seemed to just enable him to open up the circuit board and pull it out and stop it working. <laughs> he figured out how it works so that he could turn it off. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then, he, so he got Dr. Light and, and Rollout, and then they're walking into... Where are they going? Because they're underwater at this point. Uh, either just a trench or something, or... I know that eventually he's going to have it blow up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does. Um, so then Mega Man says, Alright, I'll open the door. Normal. And swim... Oh, wait, no, he can't open the door because the door is well... Like, there's... has been, you know, covered over with steel. So... He has to attract the attention of the squid, which he sees out of the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Light gives him a, a megaphone that will let him speak squid. Yeah, uh-huh. He gets the squid's attention. He's like, I don't know if the squid's going to help me. It, it was pretty unfriendly earlier. And then it immediately does. Like, there's no... And, it, like, uh, the, the whole the squid comes back to help happens immediately. It's... Just the fastest shit. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I guess we've got runtime to meet. Well, that's what's really weird about these, this show as a whole, is that, like, every episode... Like, every episode feels rushed, and yet, like... Uh, you know, they... they Like, they, they're always cramming more stuff in to get it to 20 minutes, but also, like, nothing is ever given any time to breathe whatsoever. It doesn't need to be this pace. They could, like, stretch some of this stuff out, even... Yeah, I mean, we've had this already. Like, at least one episode so far could definitely have been two episodes if they just let any scene breathe even slightly. But that isn't the format, so I see why they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. They're not telling us a, a Mega Man serial here. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mega Man escapes. 
uh, and swims out to the Super Triconium mine. Uh, Proto Man is there. He has a little fight with Proto Man. You know the fight that they have every episode uh-huh. where they fight. One of them shoots, the other one jumps, and then shoots, and then the other one jumps, uh, and then the, they sort of exchange positions on the screen until one of them gets the upper hand. Except the upper hand in this case is that Dive Man turns up, or is it Wave Man? It's Wave Man. Right? Because he yes. has the vacuum. Waveman has and the trident motif. Diveman looks like Hardman. Yes. So Waveman does his one thing in this episode. Like like this is this is the thing, right? Is that this episode has both Diveman and Waveman, but like Waveman is just barely in it. Mm-hmm. Like he shows up specifically to start the the wave like, you know, vacuum thing so he can scupper Proto Man trying to kill Mega Man. Uh, and then, like, Mega Man gets, you know... Uh, sorry, Proto Man gets, like, hit by a rock or something and falls over. Yeah, and, also, uh, in that scene, Mega Man is like, your partners aren't very bright. Which is like... Now I'm just thinking about the Robot Master Polycule. <laughs> and I guess Bright Man? He was pretty bright. Yeah, he's pretty bright. Um... Waveman didn't need to be in this app at all. Not even slightly, no. I mean, the uh, they get like a little bit of mileage for uh, choreography out of mm-hmm. the, the 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 wave vacuum thing, but it that it just doesn't like literally like that happens. Proto Man gets hit by a rock and falls over. Mega Man hides behind a rock. Wave Man moves out from behind that rock. Mega Man kicks him, and that's it. That's all we'll ever see of Wave Man. <laughs> And then uh, he gets hit, and he's like, ah, oh, sizzling circuits, I forgot about Dive Man. Never forget about yeah. Dive Man. Never forget about Dive Man. And Dive Man talks like this! <laughs> yeah, he does. They, they, uh, they go to that voice quite a lot in this show. <laughs> uh, then he takes Dive Man's power, and Proto Man's like, oh, fuck, he's got two powers now. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. And then they ran away. Yeah, uh, they... So, the... Because how this episode actually ties up, because it happens in, like, 13 seconds, is quite confusing. So, they they run away. Mega Man escapes the Super Triconium Mine. The lab, I think, walks into the Super Triconium Mine and explodes? Yes. Uh, and then we see that Roll and Dr. Light have escaped the, the lab on a jet, like an underwater speeder bike thing. Dr. Light is wearing a wetsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Wiley left an atmospheric diving suit <laughs> on his underwater death trap because he just loves Dr. Light too much. And then you know? it blows up the mine so nobody can have the Super Triconium, but maybe that's for the best. Yeah, maybe that's for the best. Like, this show quite... Like, is this the... This is definitely not the first episode that has ended on, well, this powerful weapon was destroyed. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, no, it didn't even say that when, like, the moon laser got destroyed. It didn't even mention it. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then it, the we end the episode on Rush having robo-fleas. Yeah, Rush has Rush has robo-fleas from... Wait, is it fleas? Yeah, 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 yeah. He has rubber fleas, and they're like, can you get your people to take a look at it? <laughs> Hello, uh, underwater mining specialist. Can you get the fleas <laughs> off my dog? <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah. end event. Yeah, I, I, I must say I appreciate the, the audacity of a show to, like, end on a beat, which is, you know, this this powerful, like, weapons technology was destroyed. Maybe that's a good thing. What do you think, my son who has a gun for a hand? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some trivia? I would love some trivia. Um, so, Mr. Fister is voiced by Jay Brazo. Uh-huh. I, that's what it says. I'm looking it up to see yep. who that is. <laughs> uh, Google says, best known for his role as Sam Fisher in Cold Squad and for voicing Uncle Quigley in Sabrina the Animated Series. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently he portrayed a news vendor in Zack Snyder's Watchmen. He was in Double Jeopardy. Airbud seventh inning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Airbud seventh inning is a very good title for. I think movie. it's longer than that. I I couldn't see the whole title. Okay. Um. Seventh inning fetch. Sorry, it was Damn. it was seventh inning fetch. Oh, that's not as good. I don't think. But anyway. Um. He's also in the RoboCop TV show. Yeah, uh, just uh, glancing down his IMDb page, there was, it seems like he was sort of on a circuit of this kind of thing. There was like a Killer Instinct TV show in here. Mommy's uh, Alive? That, that fits in the same niche as the Mortal Kombat TV show and the Robocop TV show for me, which is that these things had no reason to exist whatsoever. <laughs> like, he... like, who pitched this? Who was like, yeah, so this thing where the people tear each other's like teeth out and push them into each other's eyes, that's going to be a Saturday morning kids show. Like, okay? This guy was also Santa Claus in Sonic Christmas Blast. Sonic Christmas Blast? Wow. Uh, Seems like this guy was just in a bunch of shit in the 90s. It's like a Double Dragon cartoon. You know. Wild. Wild. Remember Double Dragon? I, I sure do. Anyway. <laughs> the name of this episode is an obvious take on the novel 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So that is like, you know, that that is bold enough that they that is an obvious reference, but the whole Sniper Joe Zaku thing is not, like... Look, nobody really knows what a Zaku is. <laughs> it could be anything. Um... During the first battle, the rolling cutter on Cutman's head gets crushed by a large rock, a reference to his main weakness, <laughs> the super arm. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess. Mega Man sure does throw a large rock at him. That's, he doesn't do it with a super again, arm. Again, this one is not a maybe or a possibly. This is confirmed. It is a reference yeah, to yeah. his main weakness. An obvious reference to his main weakness. This was the final episode to feature a new robot master from Mega Man 4, as Skull Man never appeared in the show. What a tremendous waste. That seems like a very easy design to put into uh, a kid's TV show. For the Halloween app. Yeah, right, exactly. This concludes our trivia. Uh, and indeed, our view on the episode Twenty Thousand Leaks Under the Sea." I wish it were Twenty Thousand Leaks Under the Sea, like the like the vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
that's the uh, that's the Harvest Moon TV show, not the Mega Man TV show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Mega Man. Episode eight is called "The Incredible Shrinking Mega Man," um, which is yet more transformation fic for this show. Yeah, well, it's more like giantess. Yeah, I guess. It becomes giantess later. <laughs> uh, Doctor Wily sends his robots to seal some rare and powerful gems that, if used as a weapon, can actually shrink objects no matter how big. When Mega Man tries to stop the museum robbery, he finds himself in rush to be the first targets of this weapon and gets shrunk. It's later discovered that Dr. Wily will use the new shrinking weapon to shrink entire cities and sell them to criminals. Dr. Light sends Roll to find Mega Man and Rush and help them prevent this deal from going down, which they don't do. When I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I realized that he was selling the cities. Sorry, he was he was he was getting the the crystals to power the laser to shrink the cities to sell them to art dealers to build his own cities with the money i knew dr wiley was a genius <laughs> um so this episode only exists because of the movie honey i shrunk the kids right i i would guess so that makes sense to me. <laughs> Um, I feel like everyone was shrinking in the 90s. <laughs> everyone was getting shrunk in the 90s. People were just out there shrinking, you know? You wake up one day, you would be a, a tenth of your usual height, and you'd be like, wow, this is a kooky situation. <laughs> um, so this episode begins with Dr. Wiley <laughs> sending his robots to steal some rare and powerful gems that, if used as weapons, can actually shrink objects. So they do this by going to a museum, uh, they break in through the big skylight, and I think they beat up a security guard or something, and then they just start trashing the place. <laughs> like, like they just start absolutely wrecking it up. Like, where are these gems? We gotta find these gems. Where are they? Uh, you get a shot of you know these are these are these are ruffians and rapscallions. They're doing damage to priceless cultural artifacts. Uh, you get a shot of Gutsman, like, tearing open a sarcophagus and throwing the mummy out of it. Like, just <laughs> old, like, antique cabinets getting smashed up and stuff like that. And then they find the gems just in a display. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just in the middle of a room in a glass cabinet saying, like, presumably with, like, a plaque underneath saying this gem, you know, describing the gem, mm -hmm. identifying it as the thing they were looking for. Like, why... <laughs> Why did they begin looking for the gem by smashing everything in the museum? I don't get it, but I do love it. Gutsman just misses Pharaoh Man, and me too. Yeah, I know, right? When's Pharaoh Man coming back from the war? That's what I want to know. Uh, so but also... uh, this is yet another episode where the yet another episode where the plot is driven by lenses because the gems function as lenses on a laser beam, much like in the uh, mm, laser beam episode. That's true. Um... It also starts with this image that I've sent you, because uh -huh. the first we see of our heroes, uh, roll is just in pieces. Oh yeah, and Mega Man says like, "I like the view" or something from here. No, oh, no that's, that's no, that's, that's later. Later, he, he makes a weird comment later. This one is yeah, he yeah. says, "Don't lose your head." <laughs> yep, of course. 
So he runs off to the museum to stop them. Dustman is here. Everyone's favorite Dustman. Dustman is pretty great, to be fair. Um, Gutsman throws a fucking cabinet on top of Mega Man. Then they shrink him down. Uh, Mega Man, or should I say Mega Mouse? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So... They get the ge- they get the gems, uh, and they can now sh- shrink things. And Doctor Wiley tests it on Washington D.C. I think. Mm-hmm. He shrinks down Washington D.C. Uh, New New York, I think. Uh, it's just some cities. He shrinks down some some important cities, <laughs> and uh, and like uh this is again uh the incredible power of like dr wiley and dr light just make the plot seem insane like that state that stakes can exist in this world where these two men can on a weekly basis just think of some totally earth-shattering scientific advancement is uh pretty funny so this episode features dr wiley starting at washington dc and then beginning a westward journey just like stealing cities to sell as like he's just like taking this westward journey while just stripping resources as he goes which is and the least intentional thing I've ever seen in this cartoon <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. the uh the the the, the reason that the like the revelation that Wiley was shrinking the cities to sell to art dealers made me like just start howling <laughs> was because uh after he steals the first city, I think Mega Man and Roll turn up too late to to like catch up to him or whatever. They just see that he's shrunk the city down to. Uh... There is one point at which Mega Man turns up and like Wily gets away with a city in a pot or something, mm-hmm. and Mega Man says, "What do they want with those cities?" And like, does anyone in this show know why anyone does anything? No. Like, like clearly because like i mean i mean you know and then like because to me just in that moment it seemed obvious that there are myriad reasons that you could steal a city for benefit right like there are millions of people in that city mm-hmm. who could be held to ransom to whoever that city has like you say resources in it like there are like if you were gonna if you had like world domination was your bit, stealing cities all at once seems like a pretty good idea. So to then turn that on his head and have Wiley be like, "No, I'm just going to sell them to art dealers." Like at no point in this episode do we see any people in the cities that Wiley is stealing. They're just not considered. <laughs> no. No, it's just we see buildings because that's the important part. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Property. Property is the soul of a city. Exactly. Um, What even happens next? Mega Man gets shrunk. When they shrink the cities, they come up with a plate and slide the plate under the city and then put the dome on top. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is just funny. funny. Also, they're in a nice van, because when they start bickering, Gutsman is like, I just had this thing detailed. (laughs) But I love this uh, Gutsman, Dustman, and Cutman having a fucking road trip. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. 
Uh, there's like a lot of like bickering in the car in this episode <laughs> because like more than once a tiny Mega Man is wreaking havoc in the Robot Master's car and they're trying to get him, uh, including what I think is a very good like if you're gonna do Mega Man is tiny, you definitely need to have a scene where Dust Man grabs Mega Man and shoves him in the glove compartment. <laughs> That's very good. It's really good. Uh, at one point in this episode. Because Mega Man is so small at some point in this episode that his uh, his transmission frequency has also been shortened, so Doctor Dr. Light can't fix on it anymore, and they can't communicate with him remotely. Uh, mm-hmm. Mega Man at one point finds like a payphone, I think? Yeah, what does he say when he finds the payphone? He says, let's reach out and touch someone. Yeah. Now, I assume that's a reference <laughs> to an ad campaign I've never seen. <laughs> or a song... Or, yeah, I guess. Uh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I that 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 one went totally over my head, but it did sound quite weird. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, there is again the very good image of a tiny Mega Man, uh, like hanging on to the the cord of a headphone while he talks into the uh, the the talky part of a of a telephone. Hold on. Reach out and touch someone is an autocomplete. Oh, it's an AT&T commercial from 1987. Hey, it was an ad campaign. I knew it. So, uh, yeah, so they find out that Dr. Wily is planning to, like, they get a tip off, I guess, that Dr. Wily is going to meet with some evil art dealers who... You know, whenever something's stolen, you, you can bet one of these people will sell it. Like an entire city full of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they find that he's got he's got a private island where he's going to do the sale on. And they have to go there to g- try and get the the lenses. They also so say, can... oh, Washington's gone. It's a good thing Dr. Light's lab is far enough away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good heavens. But they go to the island, and all the crooks are here. Uh, Doctor Light gives Roll a vibrator. He does. <laughs> he says you can use this to find Mega Man, and Roll looks at it nervously. Um, the dog barks at Mega Man. That's important. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we get the Patantons. Yeah, the the Patontons, they've been they get they get Mega Man's like they're bats that get Mega Man's scent. They have to chase him down, despite the fact that he is tiny compared to them. He, he gets it's, he's all right. It's fine. It's he just sort of fights them on a boat a bit. Uh, I will say that they are just called batons in Mega Man proper. Oh, okay. Also, I loaded up this pick this page for the baton enemy, and the, like literally the whole screen is just. An autoplay video about The Last of Us Part (laughs) 2. I'm sending you this fucking... This fucking screenshot. Like, literally, the entire article space is just Last of Us Part 2. Because it's a fan wiki. And so... Oh, wow. That sucks. In between the page header and the first paragraph is just a full-size YouTube-ass video... Yep. 
That's uh, is that from The Last of Us One? That looks like it's yeah. Exciting. I think it's it's a yeah. it's you know fandom or what right, fandom.com. So yes, yeah, yeah. Mega Man Knowledge Base, we love you. Uh, FandomWiki.com, we do not love you. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, and if I scroll down, it moves to the bottom right of the screen, so it's picture and picture. Yes, yes. I, I've, I've, had, I've had a run-in with that, with that before. It sucks. So, uh, one of the art dealers is called Mr. Farage. That, that <laughs> for a loop. Big double take on that. Uh-huh. One. I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So, oh yeah. Before, uh, before Doctor Doctor Light gives uh, gives the vibrator to roll while he's like figuring out how to solve the problem. Uh, he like it, it, there's like a little exchange between them that I don't I don't really like I can't really articulate why in this moment, but at the at the time I found very very funny, which is uh, Doctor Light is doing his thing where he's like making hypotheses to himself and then testing them a little bit and then they're maybe working, maybe they're not working. And he's like, aha, I've got it. And he says, great, now we can solve this problem. And Roll says, that's great. Only one problem. How? And it's just the most non-natural conversation <laughs> I've, I've ever heard. Like, those two people were not in the same room when they recorded those lines, no way. It, I mean, it feels like a Bioware dialogue choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me more about... <laughs> Conversation. What do you do here? <laughs> um, what else happens here? They end up in the ocean. Do what? They end up in the ocean. They go to the boat, and then uh, they're fighting the bats, and then uh. They shoot the bats into the ocean. I remember that. But then I think they take the boat all the way to the island. No, because the shrink ray gets dropped into the ocean, and then they dive in after it. Oh, yes, that's right. Because the commercial break is a fucking weird-looking shark with a human face. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mega Man, like, Mega Man is tiny, and then there's, a, a like, a, a, a big shark, and then he shrinks the shark, and he's like, ha, didn't want to pick on someone your own size, huh? That was weird <laughs> yeah like a shark shrunk down to proportionally the size of Mega Man shrunk down would still probably kick his ass <laughs> um, yeah, now man. we go to the island where Wily has a stone building that is a big skull with horns yep uh, he sells one of the cities I think he sells all of the cities um, yeah, yeah, he, he arranges sales for all three of the cities because, you know, there are three art dealers, so I guess they, I don't know, drafted them or something. And then they all split way, they're on the roads when they get back to the mainland. Uh, Man goes into the car with the lady, and then the, the little poodle is barking at him. He owns the robot driver? Um, yeah, he does do that. He starts yanking the car back and forth with the steering wheel. More class betrayal. Um, and then Roll shows up and then uses her vacuum hand to suck the wig off the old lady and she runs away. Yeah. She's defeated because her facade is broken. <laughs> By that. 
Um, yeah, she like has like has like a physical fight with these two militarized robots, but as soon as Roll pulls her hair off, that's it. <laughs> She's out. And then we get the giantess shot that is Roll with her arm and her like elbow on the car and tiny Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. This show's fucking weird. This show is fucking weird. But he's like, no, we can fix the shrink ray into a growth ray, but we gotta do the cities first, and if there's anything left, then we can fix me and Rush. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the crystals are consumed by shrinking slash unshrinking. Gutsman is like, after we hit Pittsburgh and Cleveland, we head for L.A. Yep. I think there's a couple places in between that you might... No, no, no that's it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Dr. Wiley just Googled, like, a price list for cities, <laughs> and it's just going out for him, you know? Uh, this car chase is no Cagliostro, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, uh, but then Mega Man gets thrown in through the car window, he goes and gets the shrink rays out of the back of the car, and then... Uh... He also steals Dustman's power which he manifests does take dust a power. dust shoot on his back yes is this is this wait is this am i remembering this right is that mega man jumps in through the car window lands on like whoever's driving i think it's gutsman's like chin or something and dustman immediately just socks gutsman and gutsman in the face <laughs> like obviously mega man <laughs> jumps away yeah yeah uh-huh <laughs> and then he sucks the screws out of the uh, van and shoots them back to knock Cutman's blade away, and then he steals the gems. They crash the car and just kill those people. <laughs> uh, and then they crash all the other cars so that all of the crooks can get arrested, I guess? Question mark? Yeah. I mean, you know, without a without a Doctor Wiley to sell cities to them, those art dealers, you know, they're they're re- they're regular criminals, not super criminals, and they should be dealt with by the regular authorities, not the super authorities. And then Mega Man turns the last shrink ray around so that it will shrink the Skulker. Yeah, I think I uh, my my memory of the the back half of this episode is extremely foggy. He twists it around, and then it's going to shrink the Skulker so that Wily and Proto-Man have to hit the escape button. It's just, it's called escape. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The uh, the escape button is it's like a huge circular button with just the word escape written on it. That is very good. Um... And then he's like, there's no job too big for him. My brother, I mean. Uh, and then, But the shrink rate doesn't shrink, even though it's attached to the Skulker. <laughs> yeah. And then the last bit here is uh, Roll, is they're all back at home, and Roll's like, I kind of like being Mega's big sister. <laughs> yeah. And then... They unshrink him, and he's on the table, and he kneels down and is like, what was that? Yeah. 
Uh, God, the, the, the energy in, in all of the conversations involving Mega Man and Roll is deeply strange. It's a weird energy all the time. Yes. Like, this is why I like when Dr. Wily is on the screen doing some insane shit, because at least I feel like I can I can understand Dr. Wily's, you know, aims, and it's just to find the just the craziest scheme possible. But uh, when it's, when it's rolling Mega Man, it's just like, I don't know where I would stand with it. <laughs> it's like they keep trying, they keep, like, writing these characters like they're dating, and then having to, like, whoa, rein it back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, would you like some quotes? If you're of a mind to, to quote at me, I'll, I'll take them. Mega Man says, last chance, botheads, give it up or I'll blast you to Junkyard City. And then Gutsman says, blast this Mega Man, ah ha ha ha, or should I say Mega Mouse? Parentheses, yeah, you- Gutsman using the shrink ray with the red gemstone shoots Mega Man and rush to small size. Yeah, you uh, you had that one on deck. You were ready for that quote. Um, oh, right. The cut man says, open it nice and slow so I can give them haircuts from the neck up. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. That one was good. <laughs> I also got some trivia. Hell yeah. This episode was me. initially produced as the eighth episode of the series, but aired as the fifth episode of the series during the show's original run and is listed as episode seven in the ADV release of the series. This episode marks the first time the Dustman has ever used his arm cannon. He never fires it in any of the games, <laughs> even though he's always drawn with one. The more you know. Dustman's head is miscolored blue in the part where he attacks Mega Man inside the car after seeing him. That's it. Those are some facts about that episode. Do we know who we are saying goodbye to this week? Absolutely, Waveman. It's gotta be. That's what I expected. Waveman. Alright. So, uh... <clears throat> Waveman was an amphibious combat robot master created by Dr. Wily to invade and take control of the Water Quality Administration in Mega Man 5. Armed with his special weapon, the Water Wave, Waveman attacks by producing pressurized columns of water, which burst from the ground towards his... I, I forgot the past tense thing, like, immediately. <laughs> uh, armed with his special weapon, the Water Wave, Waveman attacked by producing pressurized columns of water, which burst from the ground toward his opponent's positions. His offensive capabilities were augmented by the ability to launch razor-sharp harpoons from the cannon on his right arm, but since these main means of attacks were ranged, he tended to be more vulnerable when fought in close quarters. Unlike his predecessor, Bubble Man, Waveman had good mobility, both on land and when submerged in water. Waveman was not known for being highly emotional was, and easily was moved known. to tears. Oh, so it was known, sorry. Waveman was known for being highly emotional and easily moved to tears, which I guess is harder to notice when you're underwater. And uh, when your face com- is composed of two eyes and nothing else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was prone to fits of anger, during which he would fire his harpoons around violently until his rage subsided. Overall, he was an antisocial robot who was not easily approachable and would sooner take a walk by himself at the bottom of the ocean than engage other <laughs> robots in conversation. <laughs> Waveman also hated pollution, particularly sludge, which only served to fuel his temper even more. Rest in peace, Waveman. Oh. Rest in peace. 
I got some trivia on for you on Waveman. Please, anything. Waveman's stage in the Game Gear Mega Man has Gravity Man's music instead, while Waveman's music is played in the game over screen. Damn. Get fucked, Waveman. Waveman and Crystal Man. It is appropriate that we've covered these two and said goodbye <laughs> to them. They are the only two they are the two robot masters from Mega Man 5 to not have a net navy counterpart in the Mega Man Battle Network series. So we really well, it's are important that we uh, got them. Yeah, we really are sending <laughs> these guys off. Yeah. Waveman's name is shared with the Robot Master's submission from Daniel Valley, who was the person who created Nightman. I forgot that that's where the Mega Man 6 Robot Masters came from. <laughs> how he is weak to the charge kick is in reference to how beach waves themselves are able to be overcome with direct head-on force of greater mass and energy behind it. One such example is the use of sails on boats to break through the surf and wake near the mainland to access the ocean. I didn't understand any of the words no, I just said. That is, that is the very worst way you could write a fairly intuitive concept. <laughs> able to be overcome with direct head-on force of greater mass and energy behind it. Fuck yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just hate it when you're overcome by direct head-on force with greater mass and energy behind it? <sighs> Fucked up. I think... Uh, I think that's the podcast. I'm gonna check the email. That... Oh yeah, the email. I don't know, have we even, like, apart from on the podcast itself, have we even put out a request for emails? No... That's something we could start doing. We could definitely start doing that. And we could also put the episode titles so people know what to ask us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Curly, where can people find you online? You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace or at twitch.tv slash curl e brace. On my Twitter, you can find links to my YouTube where I'm putting videos. Uh, I'm putting the... Uh, Metroid Prime 2 streams that I did semi-recently on there at the moment. I'm going to put the Mega Man 1 stream on there when that's done uh, at the time of recording. We have not done it, but probably by the time you hear this podcast, we will have. Yeah. So, uh, look out Look out for that. Make sure that you find me in all of those places so you never miss anything. Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find the things that I do at norablake.online. Um, by the time this episode comes out... The um, most recent journal updated will have gone out, which is on Dishonored. It comes oh, out yeah. uh, July 1st. Uh, it's really good. Next month after that, we are doing Mass Effect 2. Which is not really it's good. It's really <laughs> the opposite of really good, is what I would say. I uh, Reading your tweets about Mega Man 2, I, I, Mega Man 2? Mass Effect 2. The... I looked at my like Steam history for Mass Effect. I spent 150 hours playing that game in 2010. I, what the fuck? I'm at like the halfway point, and I'm like 21 hours in. So yeah, so I like I rinsed that game out more than once, probably only twice, but maybe more. Video I games also are a scam. The, video games are a scam. All they do is <laughs> fill you with regret. <laughs> Not Mega Man though. Mega Man's really good. Mega Man is always good, and we'll never play a bad one. <laughs> um, you can find journal updated on abnormalmapping.com, uh, and this podcast you can find 
on the Export Audio Podcast Network. I almost said channel for some reason. Um, <laughs> you can find a whole bunch of stuff on there, like uh, the other podcasts we do, as well as patron-exclusive podcasts, such as uh, Duo Lane, where me and Olivia play League of Legends and hang out, or in the most recent case, um, play Legends of Runeterra and hang out. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Import Audio, which I believe I am setting to upload to tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, I think tomorrow's a Mega Man week. Yes, yes it is. Um, which is Curly and I hanging out after the show and talking about bullshit. Hell yeah. We, we chat some, some serious bullshit. Like the kinds of bullshit that you would you can only hear if you become a patron of this podcast. Yes, you can only hear this bullshit if you pay us one dollar or more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pa- yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash export on yeah. Like if you think we talk bullshit on the regular podcast, pff, you should try paying us to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um that's it for this uh week. Um So until next time. <laughs> Now you've got our podcast. You've got our podcast. (laughs) Keep it mega.